Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, 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 and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Amigas, I have an incredible soul here with me. Her name is Melissa Luna Mays, and she has a lot to share with us. She's a healer. She's an inventor. She's a writer. She's a massage therapist. I don't know. This woman does everything. And when I met her, I was like, oh my God, what a beauty. She graced us with her presence. I met her in New Mexico, and I know some of you are aware that I was at a writing retreat, and the things that she shared in our retreat were just so impactful that I had to bring her on here to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. So, mi querida Luna, welcome, welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Thank you, sister. Thank you. It's a pleasure and an honor and such a joy to be in your presence. Thank you. Oh, and amigas out there, she's such a beautiful soul. She's a healer. And so she, she really, um, she finds you, she finds your soul within and, and you, you can't like excuse yourself from it. It's almost penetrating. And so I really wanted her to come here because she has such a fabulous story. And I want to, you all out there, amigas all over the world who listen to this podcast to get to know who she is. So my dearest, my dearest, beautiful soul, tell us where are you from and what's your family background? I was originally born in Colorado. And so I'm one of five I'm the youngest, and my parents lived in Colorado, and then we inherited land from my mother's parents, and so we moved to Hernandez. And if you know Ansel Adams, he's a famous photographer. He does His medium is black and white, and he has his most famous photo is called Moon Over Hernandez. And in that very photo is where I was raised. So you'll see my grandmother's house 
and you'll see the church where my parents were married. And then behind the church is where I was raised. Oh my God. Wow. Oh my God. When did you know that this was like a, a big deal? <laughs> oh, wow. That's a great question. I would say around age 21, uh, I had gone my whole life by Melissa. And I asked my mom, I just asked her one day, I said, mom, would you mind if I went by Luna now? And she said, not a problem. And it was a big step for me. It was a really big step because I felt like uh, I was getting to know the real me, like the dynamic me, if you will. And the name Melissa was really very sweet, kind name, but I felt like I was so much more than that. You absolutely are. You absolutely are. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Now, I want to know, okay, so what what happened? What was the trigger for you to change your name from Melissa to Luna? What was the impetus behind that? Right. It's, it's, It's a very, very detailed story. And it's where I came into a new part of my personality that needed full expression. And I'm writing a memoir right now. So the story's in there. And I just, like I said, I felt very contained in the name Melissa. And I felt like I needed something, I needed a strong force going forward. And it was really breaking the constraints of all the past and and venturing out into the unknown and beckoning this energy that wanted to come out in me is what it was. Oh my God. There's so much that you just said that I need to unpack. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like this strong force. Mm -hmm. What was that? Like, what was the strong force? That was well, beckoning to come out. Mm-hmm. So growing up, I I felt very, very, very alone. I felt I felt like a rebel, honestly. In in a lot of ways, I would say I felt like I was really a very wounded person, and I felt as though this Melissa person hadn't really been there for me the way that perhaps I needed and wanted and desired. And so for me, it was a time in my life where I felt like I wanted to break away and I wanted to challenge myself to to even be like an erotic being, you know. I wanted, I felt at that point in time that I needed a lot of male attention. And so, you know, it was just, I didn't even think about it, honestly. It just kind of happened. and. Um, yeah, it was a it was a time when I was turning twenty one, so that's like a whole new life in and of itself. Right. And so I just needed to express myself in a whole new way, right? And be and be erratic, like just change it up completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and to honor yourself, you you needed to drop the Melissa and start becoming Luna, like kind of as we were talking before we got on like how we've been in a cocoon and now we're like breaking free from that cocoon, right? Precisely. Oh my God. So tell, tell us Luna, 
when did the healer come about in your life? Is, is this, is this part of the awakening or, or when, or did it happen before or did it happen after? Why don't you uh, let, tell us more about that? Okay, sure. So this term healer, it's, it's quite profound, right? I mean, it's huge. And I've had glimmers here and there in my life where I've had people say to me, you're a healer, but I could never honestly let it in because I thought, you know, I've, Jackie, I've done a lot of really stupid, stupid things. Um, and it came from not feeling loved in my family, not feeling seen, accepted, not having attention, at least the kind that I felt like I needed in my life. And so growing up that way and feeling ultimately wounded, therefore looking to express myself, not knowing how to express myself, I finally decided to go into the realm of healing, which is doing massage therapy. But it, it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't the right time for me because I went 27 years ago. And, you know, I did do massage therapy and it was beautiful and wonderful, but I couldn't exactly allow it into my life. I didn't feel as though I was worthy to have a title of healer. And I, while I felt so, so wounded, right? And I felt like I couldn't exactly hold the space for myself. Therefore, how could I really hold space for anyone else? And so with that being said, very recently, I'm getting ready to publish my memoir. And I fought that my whole entire life. And just to let you know, I never wanted to write this book. That was the last thing I ever wanted to do. Because again, I've done some really silly things, very hurtful things to myself. And so with that being said, recently I went to go meet with a healer, a therapist, and she asked me to do this mandala drawing. And I had never heard of a mandala reading and so she's 80 years young, this gorgeous, gorgeous, amazing, beautiful, strong woman. And, you know, just to backdate this a little bit, I've always asked God, why couldn't I have a mom that was supportive for me? Why couldn't I have a mom that was strong? Why couldn't I have a mom that I could communicate with and that could help guide me in this life? So once again, I felt like I kept hammering this nail to death. Like, why wasn't I ever feeling supported in my life? I didn't have my father in my life. I didn't have, my mother was there, but emotionally she wasn't. My siblings weren't really there for me. I didn't have aunts and uncles or really cousins. I didn't have my grandparents. So my whole entire life, I felt unrooted. And so at any rate, when I was introduced to this lady, I got to her property in Taos and my editor asked me to introduce a new chapter into my memoir. And it was called The Pilgrimage to Taos. And so when I got there, I parked the car, I turned off the, the ignition. And when I opened the door, she was like an angel right there, right there to receive me. I mean, with all the presence, all the love, all the attention, and it did something for me. 
you know, inside of my heart, my little person heart said, it's never, never, never too late to have a happy childhood. It's never too late. And somewhere inside of myself, I have been hoping for like the last, I'd say seven years to have a community of people, to have a soul family and to have a tribe of these really dynamic friends that aren't afraid to be themselves and aren't afraid to especially express themselves, right? So I got to spend time with this woman and she told me to plan to spend four to five hours with her. And so I said, I'm just curious, what is your fee before I went to go see her? And she said, my darling, I'm divinely guided to not charge you. Wow. Even even with that, it was like another ginormous gift. It felt it felt as though even though I hadn't known this woman, for some reason I felt a strong connection to her and I felt like it was divine destiny to meet her. And so it was such a huge gift for her to gift this to me. And I felt like driving up there, it took me over three hours to get to her. And I felt like spirit was saying to me, it's time to receive. It's time to receive. I, I am a giver. I love to give. I will always be a giver. And so driving up there, I just felt like I was divinely guided. And being in her presence was nothing short of spectacular. And so she and I sat together and she did this reading for me and she basically said, you're a healer. And the sooner that you get to work accepting it as well as integrating it, your life's just going to take off. Oh my God. Wow. That's amazing. And I, and I, I know that, that you are a healer. I mean, because I, you know, I expressed at our writing retreat about just also just not um, being a child, like not really allowing myself to be that that kid, not not for, you know, something bad that happened with my family. It was more of like the changes that took place where the death of, of one of my beautiful grandmothers that just simply changed the trajectory of my life and it became more about working versus playing and so i can completely identify with you about you know um not you know missing that part of your life as a child because as a child you want to be loved you want to be free you want to give you want to be given and 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 um it's a it's an important piece in our lives and if we don't have that piece then what happens to us next right and that's a great segue because most of my life i would say the majority of my life i never felt safe ever i i never could feel safe because I didn't have the strong bonds that I needed with my parents, with my siblings, with my family. So therefore, I always felt lost. I always felt uh, hurt and wounded and less than, right? And so it's been a rocky, rocky journey. My whole entire life has. 
because what happens is this memoir that I'm writing is called The Hole in the Soul. And it's W slash H-O-L-E because I feel as though I've come from this empty place of not really being seen or heard. I was never allowed to express myself as a child. I never had real solid conversations with my mother. And so I grew up, I felt like this person that was Swiss cheese and a lot of anger, a lot of frustration, a lot of disappointment, a lot of shame. And what happens is when we don't feel good enough is we attract bad situation after bad situation after bad situation. And it's a continual ripple effect because we're not able to take precedence in this body. We're not able to trust ourselves, much less honor ourselves, or even for that matter, have integrity with self. My parents never taught me strong morals and values. So if I had to sum it up, I was extremely lost in this world. And that dark, pervasive cloud followed me my whole entire life. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I've had glimmers of of hope and light in there, but when when a person doesn't know who they are, when they don't know what they have to offer, you can never show up for anybody else either. Right, right. Oh, my God. You're absolutely right. You have to show up for yourself first. And, you you know, Abraham Hicks is always saying about how how we need to be selfish so that you can pour, right? And it's so true. If if we if we're not whole within, how can we give? That's right. And it's so it's so important what you're saying. And now, you know, amigas out there, um, I know that there might be some of you that are extremely lost and um, need guidance. What what kind of advice would you give, Luna? for those amigas out there that feel that way. And that's what I'm dedicating my whole entire life to, is not just to amigas, but the whole world, right? To, to be able to take back my power and do the real work, the soul work that needs to be done. And it's to first, what, what transpired with myself was I started to meditate because that is the bedrock for everything. You know, yes, our bodies don't want to be still, nor do our minds. But guess what? That's where the pot of gold is. That is the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It's whereby, for myself, I was able to reenact my own parenthood. I had to step into the role of being my father and being my mother and being my own family and my psychiatrist and my preacher and my friend you know, and the list goes on and on. I had to pull back from society, and I have for the past six and a half years, I pulled back from society. I used to be a beautician and a massage therapist, an esthetician. I did permanent makeup. I designed jewelry. I did interior design. And now I'm actually embarking on being a builder. I'm building tiny houses. But what I had to do for myself was I had to retract from society. I couldn't go to a job anymore that felt depleting. It felt as though it was depleting my soul. 
And how could I give anymore if I was already empty? There weren't even fumes. So I was fortunate enough to be supported by some incredible people in my life to carry me during this process of spending time with myself and saying, what happened here? What happened and how can I be there to really hold this being? How, how can I help this person, this soul evolve into the person that God wanted me to be? Because I could never let that in to be a healer. I couldn't accept it. And so when this lady said that to me, I thought, wow, these six and a half years that I've retracted from society have really given me the opportunity to take solid time with myself, to really get to know what, what is all this anger? What is all the frustration? What's all the disappointment, the hurt, the shame, the blame, all of it. And what's really been a great catalyst for me was creator demanding that I write this memoir, mm -hmm. even though I didn't want to. I fought it for nine years. And now that I'm on the other side and I'm ready to publish it, I sit back and I think, wow, that's, that's a wild roller coaster ride that I was on because the person that I used to be, I'm no longer. And I can honestly share with you, Jackie, I'm very proud of who I am now. I'm not who I used to be, and I'm not all the bad things that I've done. I wasn't loved. I wasn't acknowledged the way that I needed to be. And I can forgive that part of myself now. And with this woman's help, this lady therapist, her love and continuing support to hold my hand on this journey where I had felt so alone has been able to make up for 49 years of my life. You know, just that little spark, that glimmer from someone really being present and saying, I love you. I'm here for you. And I needed that. I needed that. Oh my God. And so, you know, I think it's important for us to take valuable time with ourselves and get real with ourselves. God had me write this book because I needed to understand what happened to me. And it's not like I want to blame anybody, but it's about setting the record straight. It's about being able to express my truth. And so with being able to do that, I'm able to allow it to come out and to have a life. And guess what? To have a funeral and a burial and to give it peace now. And it's essential that we can, as a being in this world, take time and space to be here and really ask the really deep, profound questions like, what do I really, really, really need? And I needed to feel safe in this world. And I didn't. And so on this journey, interestingly enough, I started building a tiny home, a bus, a 40-foot school, school bus. And, you know, where in the heck did this come from? I watched a, a movie called Expedition Happiness. And I saw this couple building this, this home out of this bus. And I thought, I can do that. I can do that. I want to do that. And I've never built. I mean, I did take some interior design schooling, but let me tell you, three years ago, I started this journey and now I have three homes and I would never say it was easy, 
but it's been very rewarding. And for me to feel safe in this world, I needed my own home that was paid off and that was mobile so I could travel because the kind of person that I am is I need nature to nurture my soul. I need stimuli. I need to go places and I need to be around people that are really powerful, that really know who they are and why they came to this world. And if I cannot be around people that are awakened, if you will, I choose my own company. Oh my God. There's so much you just said that I'm like, my brain is like going, do, 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 do. <laughs> like it, Chespirito, this program in Spanish is like Las Antenitas de Vinil. <laughs> and it's just like, do, 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 do. oh my God. You know, going through this six and a half year, you know, of exploration, you went through building homes and um, finding a tribe, a soul family. And oh my God. I mean, there's just so much. So, you know, you're saying that you're doing these mobile homes. Can you describe them? How did, I mean, you, you mentioned that you saw something and then you, you said, I could do it. Did you get that spark? Like, like God is just saying, boom, this is what you need to do. For me personally, I took several years to fill everything I needed to fill. And writing is extremely cathartic. I've always loved to write. And so I was kind of, not kind of, I was pushed. I was pushed by creator. Every single year I had what I call the soul knock telling me this is what you need to do and I fought it and fought it and so with the process of writing I was able to really see what happened to me and come out on the other end of the tunnel where the light is to just have compassion not only for myself but for everybody for every single thing that has ever occurred in my life I feel like I've been able to finally lighten up literally to not to finally be able to induct boundaries into my life, even with this person, like enough is enough already, you know, and to really stop taking things personally and to realize that most people that have a lot of trauma in their life, they're natural healers. If, if a person can learn to constructively look at their life, and stop playing a victim role. And I like to describe it as drawing a circle and putting yourself in the middle because we need that embrace from creator. We need to return back to creator and say, I surrender. I surrender it all. I give everything to you. You take the will. I've done it my way for my whole life. And so if there's one thing I could say is take time to write. Take time to write, take time to meditate, take time to make a place and a space for God in your life, whatever that means. For me, it's nature. And I would say do the things that brighten you, honestly. Like I have a mountain here behind me. It's called the Sandia Mountains. And it's seven miles up and seven miles down. But, you know, you can go a longer route. And I started as afraid as I was. I started running up it alone 
and I was not very good at being a trail runner, I would oftentimes lose the trail and I was like, oh my gosh, people have died up there because they're not prepared. And so this is going to be my fifth year running up there. And so I run all the way up, four hours up and then two hours down and, you know, challenging myself. For example, one of my greatest desires was I need a home that I can call mine, that I don't have to work the rest of my life for because I value freedom more than anything else. And I was able to really make that transition from feeling like I don't have anything to now I have three homes. I have three homes. I'm selling the bus because in all honesty, a year and a half ago, I went through a heart attack and it was a great awakening. It was a great awakening for me to go through because I'm here to tell you, stress matters. It will kill you. Wow. Wow, Luna. You know, sharing with us that you had a heart attack. I mean, that is, um, I mean, I see you, you're, you look beautiful and perfectly healthy, but, and you're young and, and, um, you know, it's, it's all this stress that caused that heart attack, right? It was, it was, it wasn't, it, it was also not owning myself, mm. not owning this gift that God has given me to be there for other people. And I'm still trying to figure out what that looks like and what it means, but I'm getting clearer and clearer every single day. So now that I have the equation of having my home, what I realized is the first home was the school bus, which was quite large, right? And then the second home I built is a van, which is easy to handle. And then the third home that I built, I actually bought it and it was built, but I renovated it. It did not have electricity or plumbing in it. So it does now. And I added a little loft and it's only 50 square feet, but it's mine. Yeah. You know, and and you get to travel with it. I can, it's, it's stationary right now because it's, it's a landing spot for me. It's literally, literally, literally my retreat. So when I come from the road, I land and it's my little sanctuary. And going forward in my life, that's what I want to do for people is I want to be able, if it's meant to be, because I surrender to a greater power than me. But if it was up to me, I would like to continue to build these little sanctuaries where people don't have to be a modern day slave and compete with anybody for anything but really step into an active role of learning to own themselves and take time with themselves. And guess what? Even enjoy life. What a surprise, right? Right. Enjoy life. Like that should be normal. That should be a staple. That should be first thing on the agenda. Right. But we don't do that because we get get into the nine to five that I need to build this so that I can get money and I can do this and I can do that. Like it's all on a superficial, superficial level versus being within digging, decluttering all the, the mumbo jumbo. If you want, if, if, um, you know, as I say, and really finding your inner sanctuary inside and you're creating a space. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. 
is this something that you're going to be doing for other people, like creating these in, uh, little small sanctuary spaces? Right. Right now, my, my dedication is, because I've been building for three years, is to be able to enjoy the fruits of my labor, right? So I've been working, 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 and now I'm able to take off and have some adventures in my van to finish writing this memoir to really be with myself, my whole self, and to listen. So I'm going more into what I would term a hermit mode. You know, it's time to really step into being present and showing up for myself so that I can be available to others. Amazing. Amazing. Oh my goodness, Luna. These are just so beautiful words that you're saying. And oh my God, I love it all. You know, I think that we're here in America, we tend to think big is better, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, you know, I have this amazing car or I have this amazing house and, um, and they put a lot of focus on that, but you're the opposite of that. It's like, no, we look inside first and um, I'll build sanctuaries mm-hmm. for you. That's amazing. That's beautiful. So you're on your third house and right mm-hmm. now you're going to be a hermit because you're going to be writing mm-hmm. and we're going to see a book. So when, it, when do you believe your book is going to be published? Oh, if I only knew. That's the other thing too, where as before I felt a bit, I was a very impatient person. I'm not that person anymore. I just really truly believe in surrendering. Right now I'm in a mode of acceptance and allowing it to unfold naturally and being okay with that because our writing teacher, when I met with her and I interviewed her, I was like, how quickly can I get this out there? You know, because I've been carrying it. You know, I feel like it's my precious, precious baby. And, you know, she said probably about half a year. And I was like, wow, really? And so right now, you know, if everything works out, it'll be out by December. But I I anticipate that it could possibly come out sooner because I'm definitely dedicated to getting it done, to be able to share it with people. Oh my God. I can't wait to have it in my hands and read it and hear your voice as I'm reading your book. Oh my Lord, my love. It's going to be shocking. I could tell you that. Oh, well, the more, more, the shock, no, is it the more the shock, the better. Right. That's why I think Creator did it to say, you know, that there's always hope, no matter what you've been through. I mean, there's always, always hope, but one has to believe and one has to dedicate everything to being present for themselves and to hold sacred space, right? Because everything in this world is very distracting. It's pulling us here, it's pulling us there. And if we can't grow our own roots into the mother to support us, then nothing can come to fruition. So for me, my journey right now of being a hermit is also being a minimalist. So I've purged, you know, the book is a purge. I've purged my possessions. 
uh, I have a tiny, tiny storage that I'm going to go and do another purge and just release. And, and I want to challenge myself to do with the minimal. If it's meant to be, right? If it's in order with God's alignment, it, then it's going to work out. And in that releasing, I feel like I have everything. I have me now. And you know what, sister? That is everything. That's all you need. I will never abandon myself again oh. for, for a book or for a possession or for a person or for a position. Oh my God. And now I feel like I can own this title of being a healer because I'm actively engaged with myself. Right. And now I feel like I'm open to everything and anything. And because we deserve everything and anything. We do. Right? Right. And and I think that we growing up, we limit ourselves and we're we're sucked into the limitation vibe. And when you actually do the inner work, you you get to like, wow, why have I been limiting myself? Yes. God, our universe, or you know, your creator, your or you know, divine um, you know, destiny said, Yes, you are entitled to everything. Mm-hmm. Everything and anything. So loving this. So Luna, as we're getting um, to the end of our interview here, I always ask my guests to okay. provide to provide one or two tips on how an amiga can handle her shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is to to really own everything that you've been through. I would say that's the first thing is to own it. Own it. Hold it close. It, it's if we have pain, don't run away from the pain. Own it. Be with it. Be real with yourself. Actively step into owning this moment and your past and all the pain. And the other thing I would say is to spend time with yourself. Spend quality time with yourself every single day. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> How precious is that, amigas? Before the interview, uh, we did like a little meditation, and um, I'm so, so, uh, I'm so at ease. I'm so at ease. And um, knowing your tips, it's so that. It is all about that. Hold all the garbage and shit that happened, mm-hmm. hold on to it, and, and live it, and, see, and, and spend time with yourself of healing of honoring yourself. On the other side, you bless all those things because they're a catalyst to help you get to who you are. The whole you, the W-H-O-L-E. Once you bless everything, it all served a purpose, right? And then you're able to like hold your shoulders back and you're, you're able to like really allow this heart to have this space that it needs, an open chest an open heart, an open mind, an open spirit. And from this openness, I feel as though we come into a wholeness, the W-H-O-L-E. But then again, in one single breath, we go into the emptiness. And it's beautiful. It's like this infinite flow of being able to be empty and be full and, and feel that fullness of everything right there. It's right within our reach. It just depends. You know, are we willing to give that to ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's there. Yeah. It's there. It's all there. 
It's all there. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Luna, for your time. I know I, I'm super honored that yeah, you made time for us. Amiga's um, out there. Um, uh, she's such a blessed soul and angel, and I can't wait to have her book in my hands and uh, read it um, ferociously and uh, bring her back after, after the book is done. Well, we have to retreat together. Oh, yeah. Um, to come out to my land here in New Mexico, and we'll do a, we'll do a spirit retreat together. Uh, I'd love to share that with you and introduce that into your life. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, my love. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.